What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us on a Friday. Today is August 27th. It is Football Friday. And if you've been listening all week, you know how busy it's been for me. Nothing changed today. As a matter of fact, I'm about to head out. I've got like, literally, I have about five minutes to get this recorded. Um, I'm about to head out to uh, the wedding rehearsal dinner is today. So uh, wedding is tomorrow. The rehearsal dinner is today. I'm officiating my sister's wedding tomorrow, and uh, it's just been, it's been, uh, you know, whatever weddings are. So um, I don't have uh, a lot right now, but what we're going to do is play back. I'm going to give, on today's show, we're going to give picks for a couple games coming up this weekend. And, you know, we we, we usually do quick picks on Saturday morning, Sunday morning, but we don't go in-depth with some of the handicaps. So uh, we go more in-depth for a couple games this Saturday uh, in college football. I have one pick for the uh, Illinois-Nebraska game and then one for uh, UCLA and Hawaii. And actually, there's one more in there for New Mexico State and UTEP as well. So three picks for you. Uh, We'll play that back right now. Again, this is from... Uh, another podcast that I do called College Football Tailgate. If you guys like that, again, College Football Tailgate, anywhere you can find this podcast. So uh, let's play that back right now. Three picks for this weekend, week zero in college football. So we got Nebraska going on the road to Illinois. Seven-point favorite, as you said, the total right around 55 right now. Look, you know, if this was Lovey Smith's Illinois, you know, for the last few years, I think I would have been really interested to jump on them as a underdog pick because they are at home. Nebraska, typically a bigger program. They catch a lot of hype. You know, you look at the questions happening right now with the investigation with Scott Frost. But to me, I look, I think Adrian Martinez is a good quarterback. I think Nebraska, I think they could have kind of an up year this year. Now, what that means, I don't know. Is that 6-6? Six and six? Is that 7-5? and five? I'm not sure. But I think they do start off with a bang at Illinois. Illinois breaking in a new coach. They have a lot of starters coming back, but... Frankly, I don't have a lot of faith in Brett Bielema. He hasn't done a good job since he was at Wisconsin like a decade ago. And, you know, uh, Brandon Peters, the starting quarterback at Illinois, uh, I think he's a solid guy, but he's really just a game manager. He's not going to go out there and and throw you five touchdowns and win you a big game that way. To me, you know, the the seven number is tough. I especially like it if it drops below that to six and a half. But right now, if I have to pick, I'm going to take Nebraska, Nebraska minus seven at Illinois. Ryan, we got a bet board game. All right. We got a week zero bet board game. Yes. And uh, I just have so many question marks about Nebraska. Now, honestly, this handicap is more about Illinois. I'm I'm higher on Illinois than most people are. And the mm. thing is, when you bet on teams, you don't have to bet on teams because they're good. You bet on teams because they're worse than the market or because the average person thinks they are. And Nebraska... With all the distra- with the distractions, and they're bringing back a decent amount of players, but the only issue is none of them have proved themselves. They're all yet to do something, and I honestly don't know if Adrian Martinez is going to last this year. With the, You combine all of that, I don't have any faith in Nebraska. There's no reason why I think Scott Frost can get his team up to cover seven points on the road against a really hungry, really underrated Illinois team. And Will, you mentioned Brett Bielema. He hadn't coached in a while, and he hasn't had recent success. I heard an interview recently with him, and he has changed his tone. Now, he still wants to play physical football, and the good thing is Illinois is totally built for that. One of the better offensive lines in the Big Ten. They they really are. And they're going to come out with a bang. They're going to be able to run the football, and they have so much good talent that's coming back. I think Illinois could be a surprise. And he said he wants to win now. He thinks he can win now. He's not going to wait around. These guys are excited. It's a totally different feel around Illinois. And... 
I just think that Brett Bielema, I, I, I'm, I, I'm different on that. I'm excited for that. You could say also that this would have been the best team that Lovey Smith had by far. And that even goes sure. back to last season. So Lovey Smith didn't do the worst job ever. I mean, he kind of stumbled, you know, some years recruiting. But overall, this would have been by far his best team. And it's got to be disappointing for him to be like, oh, look at this. You know, finally, it all came together and he's not coaching there. As I said, very good offensive line. Brett Bielema is going to show us quickly how good and physical they can be. And I love Phil Steele's stock market indicator it's kind of a corny little thing he does but it's just looking at teams buying low selling high they're one of the top teams on there with a 2.0 rating so uh phil Steele thinks they're going to be a very good team 18 starters back nine on both sides of the ball so bounce there and a senior quarterback brandon pete okay he's been working really well with peters, Brett sorry uh, yeah brandon peters thank you he's been working really well with bielema he's talking about the offense how he's learning it i think this is going to be a surprise this year and look we're talking about a team that went nine and four against the spread two years ago. Thirteen players back from that team. I'm up. I'm I'm very high in Illinois, so I think they could be a live dog. I think Nebraska, you know, again with all the distractions, if they get down in that game, if, if you know, I know Will likes Nebraska, so maybe not venturing on the money line, which is plus two twenty on Bet US. But this could be one of those games to where if it is close, Nebraska says, "Here we go again." Illinois at home. Things could go their way. So I like Illinois plus seven. We got a bet board game there. Okay, love it. Yeah, look, you know, for me, I, I think the Nebraska defense, they're bringing back 10 starters. I think they're going to be a lot tougher this year. And, and Scott Frost is an offensive guy, and I think especially week one when he has a lot of time to game plan to look at you know uh, ways they can attack that. I think that Adrian Martinez, I just like him as far as game-breaking ability. You know, they do have some question marks at wide receiver, um, but I think that I know you're saying Brett Bielma, it's, he wants to kind of change it away from just purely smash mouth, run the ball, but they do want to be a tough team. But to me, I just think that they'll be able to hone in on that offense. I don't think that Illinois' offense is going to have you know, a lot of flashy things you can do. I think they're just kind of a grinded out team. And that presents opportunity to me for Nebraska to kind of you know jump on them early and then force Illinois into a throwing scenario. So, I would lean under as well. Yeah, under 55, the 55 seems pretty high. So yeah. fair right, enough. There you go. Bet Yep. Love right, it. What do you think of uh, Hawaii at uh, UCLA? Uh, man, this is a tough one. Look. So current line, uh, UCLA minus 18 minus, at home. Okay, so it's jumped o- up from over 17. Under, yeah, over under is uh, 68. Yeah, six. I mean, that's a big number too. Look, uh, both of these teams, especially last year, I felt like they were pretty good teams you want to bet on as an underdog. Hawaii, usually pretty good underdog team against the spread in these scenarios, but a lot of that has to do with a lot of time they're at home and you have teams that are traveling to Hawaii to play this. And Tower mentioned it earlier, you know, normally if this was middle of the season, Hawaii travels to LA, that's, you know, that's a more of an advantage for UCLA. But since it's week one, they can probably get there a lot earlier, get accustomed to the time change. So I don't think that's a huge deal. To me, this is about UCLA is going to have better talent than them at basically every single position. Uh, I love the U- UCLA's offense last year was a monster during Thompson Robinson. They got uh, Britton Brown at running back. They got a lot of weapons at wide receiver. They were scoring a ton last year. That wasn't the problem. It was the the defense rule. It was giving up a lot of points. They bring back a ton of stars this year. You know, the uh, UCLA and Chip Kelly has been a team that I have not wanted to bet on. I've been betting against them, you know, his first few years. But this is the year where I really think that he does turn it around. I think Chip Kelly gets things back in order. I know it's a huge number at 17 or 18, but I think they want to make a, a point out of this game. I think they want to score a lot of points ahead of that LSU game that they have coming up after that. Um, to me, it's it's a really big number and it scares me, especially now that it's crept up to 18 and not 17. If you can get it at 17, I especially love it. But 
I'm not going to take Hawaii here because I truly believe that UCLA can blow them out. I think they can. I think their defense can can stymie Hawaii. I think I'd be looking at probably under and taking UCLA minus 18. We got a bet board game. I figured we'd have a few this week. And uh, look, I like UCLA this year. I actually love UCLA, but it's just funny, Will. I feel like you you always take these heavy favorites. And you always do this, but don't you think? I mean, we uh, everyone knows UCLA has a better team. Like UCLA is sure. clearly the better team. They're playing at home. The travels incorporated in here. My whole thing is, I'm excited about Hawaii. You know, it's like, I think Hawaii is going to be a good team this year. I don't know. Is it just me? You're a big uh, Warriors guy. Make, you, make guy. some noise out there if you're excited about Hawaii. Todd Graham in his second year. Todd Graham's a good football coach, okay? Mm-hmm. Hawaii wants to get back to winning. In his second year, he's finally got that new culture. The players are totally buying in. And similar to Illinois, I want to bet on these kind of teams because I think they're undervalued early in the season. Uh, I know this is kind of corny, but Todd Graham instituted this TTH they all wear on the T-shirts. It's tougher than hell. And the players, I mean, look, it's just a good winning football culture that you don't always associate with Hawaii. So to me, it's one of the biggest, most exciting things for a Hawaii fan or for a Mountain West fan. They mm. could be good this year. And speaking of the Mountain West, these preseason rankings I'm looking at from Phil Steele and Pro Football Focus College, which is a new emerging kind of analytics website that I like, they're all about Hawaii. They think they've got the fourth best O-line in the Mountain West, second best defense, uh, in, in the entire Mountain West, number one secondary, so they're going to be able to stop the, the run or stop the pass. They're talented. Like we all just assume Hawaii plays this really average style of football, and they can't show up for these kind of games. These players are going to be really hungry, and I think LSU may be looking ahead, maybe looking past oh, this. Uh, oh, UCLA, you mean? Thank you. I think uh, yeah. U, uh, UCLA looking may be towards. looking. Thank you. Yeah, 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 to the LSU game and looking past this, and even if they're not, and they come and blow them out, we could be looking at starters sitting in the second half of the game and not wanting to screw anything up because Chip Kelly knows. All right, we're up by thirty. You know, we sit some of our guys. A couple touchdowns come in, and all back of a sudden. Door. Exactly. So I don't Will think loves the back door. I know. I don't think we're <laughs> going to necessarily be looking at any situation like that because I do think Hawaii is a lot better than people think. They've got, uh, I don't have the exact number in front of me, but they've got a lot of people coming back. Very older, exper- uh, experienced, talented receivers, running backs. Oh, here, here it is. Offense, eight starters are back. Defense, everyone's coming back. Every starter on defense is wow. back. And uh, I, I think Hawaii could end the season. Uh, with a much better record than than people think. So I'm up on Hawaii. I think they're going to have a good year. And I think this is going to be the game where they let everyone know that they're going to you know make some noise in the Mountain West. You don't get that many TV games in the Mountain West. You don't get that many opportunities to show how good you can be. Week one, which is when you want to get these teams usually, Chip Kelly, who I still have, you know, he's got to prove it to me, 18 points is a lot. So we'll take Hawaii plus 18. I love it. Two bet board games. Look, you know, I, I it's not that I want to hammer the favorites here. I know Nebraska is the favorite. UCLA is a heavy favorite. That number scares me. I put a lot into the coaches. I'm really, I don't have a lot of faith in Bielma and I don't have a lot of faith in Todd Graham. He really didn't do well at Arizona State. You know, I mean, he, at that point, he has a Pac-12 team and he's struggling against Pac-12 teams. The idea that he's going to go to Hawaii and all of a sudden be able to light it up against who I think is going to be one of the best teams in the Pac-12, probably top, top four team in the Pac-12. They could win the Pac-12 South, in my opinion. So to me, this is less about, you know, wanting, thinking that UCLA is, is, you know, such a favorite that they can just cover this. It's, I'm not willing to bet on a coach like Todd Graham or Brett Bielma until I see that they can prove to me that, you know, they can win these games. Yeah. I mean, Todd Graham didn't ever have a great year, but here's his records at Arizona state. He went eight and five. 
10 and 4, 10 and 3, 6 and 7, 5 and 7, 7 and 6. So, I mean, starts look, off hot maybe and Yeah, yeah, but, but not necessarily that. I mean, I just think that he's well above average and he's the kind of coach who can get things back on track at Hawaii. Arizona State was never a, a great school. I mean, what did people say when Herm Edwards got hired? Yeah. I mean, can he finally get players there so on and so forth, but I don't think Todd Graham's that bad of a coach and if he is going to install this whole tough as hell thing again, I don't usually like to bet on little gimmicky bullshit like that, but I think it's the overall message and that Hawaii is coming back and they're playing some football. So. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, we got two uh, bet boards. I love it. And we may have three. Let's see what you think of this handicap. We okay. still could have one more out there if you want to pepper three games in there to start things off. All right, so this game is New Mexico State hosting the UTEP Miners. Uh, current line, UTEP minus nine, over under 54 and a half. Now, UTEP, I actually like UTEP this year. Um but I don't get the UTEP love in the market. I don't understand why they're such heavy favorites. You look back the last couple of seasons, three years ago, one win. Two years ago, one win. Last year, three three wins, but two of them against FCS opponents. I haven't seen the progress that supposedly these... these uh, uh, transfers and you know new players they've recruited in are supposed to, to to change. So I just don't get all the hype that I'm seeing in the market. Everyone else seems to be up on UTEP and you know up not thinking they're going to win the conference. But this nine and a half, or it was nine and a half earlier. This nine is a big number. Uh, they lost their leading tackler. They lost their best cornerback. They lost their second leading rusher. They have a lot to replace. So nine points on the road. It all comes down to New Mexico State. They've been a bad team for quite a while, but I don't think they're this bad. Doug Martin is entering his ninth year. He knows his team very well. This is arguably the best team of his entire career, and you could have said that about last year's team. They're bringing back a lot. But New Mexico, because of their state law, they didn't practice for 415 days. So they played. They were one of those teams who played spring ball, remember? Yeah. So they played in the spring. They had 35 practices and two games in the spring. So not only did they finally get together and start, you know, playing finally, again, that layoff was New Mexico law. They had two games and they did all after every other team had gone home and they were sitting around doing nothing. So New Mexico State's played recently. They've got a lot of time in together. And every single, every single contributing player, both offense and defense, except for one cornerback, is back. I know it's New Mexico State, but against the spread, especially at home, they're not that bad. They're much better than they are in other situations. So I think it's a weird environment. UTEP on the road in New Mexico, first week, huge favorites, which UTEP... The last time they're, you know, nine point favorites on the road, they don't excel in this situation. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're going to go New Mexico State. I know it's not, you know, a team that a lot of people Aggies. like to bet on. The Aggies, plus nine. Uh, what do you think, Will? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm definitely not going to go against you on this one. I don't like either of these teams, to be honest with you. You know, Doug Martin, the head coach at New Mexico State, he's been a head coach for like 15 years, only had one winning season <laughs> at all the schools he's been at. Yeah. But I don't have a lot of faith in UTEP either. And the reason why I think I'd probably lean with you on that number is that, uh, you know, if you're not familiar with that region, Las Cruces, where New Mexico State is, is like 30 miles from El Paso. It's really close. So these are real, these are legit rivals. Um, El Paso, really close to there. I think this game could be kind of gritty and, uh, you know, maybe hopefully exciting to watch. It's week zero. I'm definitely going to be watching. Um, but no, I'm not willing to go against you there. So we'll just stick with the two bet boards. All right. We got two. And once again, I'm on the underdogs both yeah, times. Dogs, he's a dog. <laughs> Look, I'm not always going to be picking favorites, but this week we are. So, uh, all right, Ryan, uh, are we good with the games? Yeah. 
All right, hope you guys enjoyed that and got something out of it. If you like those games, those uh, kind of bet board games that we do, uh, every Monday night, Tuesday morning, we come out with new episodes. That's College Football Tailgate, and you can listen anywhere uh, you can uh, find this podcast. All right, so uh, we promised uh, one game for tomorrow morning. We usually do a Friday kind of bonus quick picks for early Saturday morning, and there's only one game. And again, due to constraints, the schedule, things like that, we're going to go ahead and put it at the end of this show. So right now, we'll give it out our one pick for tomorrow morning. This is in the Premier League, and the game is 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. We're going to take Aston Villa and Brentford, uh, both teams to score. It's currently about minus 125, minus 130 or so. But uh, both teams to score in Aston Villa and Brentford tomorrow in the Premier League. All right, that does it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. Whatever you guys have going on today or tonight, good luck. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.